0: Welcome to this Conveyancing Matters chat in which Stu and I are going to pose the question, job titles, does it really matter? Welcome to Conveyancing Matters with Lorraine and Stu. Join us for a chat about all things property.
1: Hi Lorraine, how are you? Yeah, I'm good thanks, Stu. How are you? I'm very good. So we're face to face again. Absolutely. Back on the settee. That's it. And we're going to be talking today about job titles and do they matter?
0: Yeah, this I think well, it's an interesting one to me, Stu, from a reasonably traditional sort of solicitor conveyancing background. Um, and I suspect you're pretty much the same from when we talked off air. Um, that really for us, you know, the hierarchy within law firms was always pretty clear. And really what we would have, um, you know, come through the ranks and understood, and the, the job titles that we understand, obviously, would be, you know, solicitor, partner, licensed mm-hmm. conveyancer, legal executive, secretary, paralegal. Yeah. And that's about, yeah, it, about it, really. It? Yeah. And that's pretty much what, you know, um, as a people in conveyancing yeah. firms would generally call. But now I see on social media, Stu, we have a sort of an absolute... Myriad of, mm-hmm. of job titles, and uh, and I just wonder, is it clear to people what they mean?
1: It might be, it might not be. I'm not, I'm not quite sure whether the you know the, our, our clients would know either way. So I suppose it depends internally mm. whether it's clear to the actual people that uh, you know are working for a particular firm. You know what they do under that title. But I think it coincides, doesn't it, with not just job titles but different departments within a practice. Yeah. And going back to the era when you and I first started, certainly didn't have that. So, you know, now you've got post-completion departments, you know, new business departments, pre-completion departments, title checking departments, you know. It's this
0: sort of siloing of the conveyancing process, isn't it? And and I find this a lot when I teach. Um, People know their bit Hmm. and often know their bit very well, but they don't necessarily know what came before their bit and they don't know what came after, after that bit. I can see from a business perspective why firms would want to organise departments in that way. So I'm not criticising it, but I I think that fragmentation mm. has led to you know a whole range of job titles which I've got to be honest to say I'm not sure I necessarily understand. Um, and I've written a few down Stu and the first thing I do want to say yeah, you I'm going to. Them. And the first thing I want to say is yeah. this isn't a criticism of anybody with one of these job titles.
1: You've got to be a bit careful, there. Yeah, it, absolutely. Could upset
0: but so, for example, um, you know, some of the, you know, uh, just, just a sale lawyer. I mean, yeah. I find that interesting because wouldn't you and I just expect, uh, you know.
1: I don't get that one myself. No. Uh, I'm not quite sure about that one, but I suppose, yeah, maybe there are firms that, you know, have lawyers that only deal with sales, I suppose, and that's their way of classifying them.
0: Yeah, it's. I found it interesting, and um, and again, this, and, and it's become really so, uh, you know, um, down to the absolute minutiae. Because one firm or one uh, job role I saw on um, uh, social media was a a senior transfer of equity lawyer, mm-hmm. which firstly implies that there's something there's a junior <laughs> transfer of <laughs> equity lawyer, and and to be fair, transfers of equity can be quite specialist, yeah. and quite difficult, but. Um, I just thought to, to, to sort of pigeonhole it to that extent. And I saw another lovely lass who's, who was a probate conveyancing specialist. Mm. And one has to say, well, you know, I mean, how specialist are you and what do you know? and what, uh, Why don't people, you know, know more about the job more
1: generally? Well, that's exactly it, isn't it? You know, it begs the question, why do you need a junior Chancellor of Equity Specialist and a senior one you'd expect maybe, you know, a fierna, a case handler, um, all these different names to maybe know everything that you need to know about handling the transfer of equity mm. because of course when that client comes in you don't know whether it's going to be complicated easy no or whatever it may be and you know you would again expect wouldn't you somebody dealing with a sale to have the knowledge to process something which involves probate um, if it's a probate conveyancing executive did you say
0: probate conveyancing specialist
1: specialist right okay well that implies then that the probate's been granted they're not actually party to dealing with that area of work and therefore it's just the conveyancing so a bit confusing isn't it
0: yeah i think so and i mean they're just you know assistant conveyancer conveyancing fiona well we'd probably understand those of course but um uh, and i think it's great for people to have career structures but i think one of the ones i found most baffling and as i say i've literally seen all of these on social media was somebody who's got a job title technical solicitor and i think that one really did get me a bit
1: yeah, it's it's an interesting one, is it? Because we, we have a technical support team, I suppose, in the office. Um, but we, those guys aren't advertised uh, that within that role externally. So they are solicitors, licensed conveyancers, legal execs. Um, but they're within our technical support team. So if there is something yeah. uh, really, really, really difficult, then they're the go-to people, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but it's difficult to comprehend why you advertise that maybe externally but I think this goes back doesn't it to you know the lack of staff that are out there and maybe recruiting staff to become specialists within different departments Um, is easier for a business maybe than it you know once was
0: yeah I mean I think it's interesting I mean I I think though, particularly if someone's going to be called a technical solicitor uh, to my mind and I hate to say this it's all technical isn't it that was kind of it I mean does it not Dare I say it, slightly devalue the the term solicitor, because I thought we all understood what that meant. That is a professional qualification... A, you know a recognized professional yeah. qualification yeah and really there isn't a lot yeah. of dispute about what it means. I mean I would say i you know I'm a technical solicitor because I'm a solicitor and I do the job, and lots of it's very technical in yeah. probably the same way that you'd be a technical
1: license conveyance I, I can't disagree with you on this one I want to but I can't disagree with you um Jeez, been, mate. <laughs> yeah no I, I can't you know the whole thing's technical, but it goes back to the same analogy. why do you need a junior and a senior mm. person dealing with the same matter um It's difficult, isn't it? The times have changed, yeah, and they
0: really have, and I think actually. I mean, you said uh, you know about your lovely brother who's the, you know th- that much younger than you, and frankly, very, very much younger than me. I'm probably I'm old enough to be his mum, I suspect I might be, I might not be far <laughs> off, but I think I suspect it might be a generational thing and a mm. business thing. And the expectation of people in their you know, dare I say, earlier in their careers is is quite different. To well, I think
1: there's a number mine of mine
0: from the outside looking in, yeah. Really. I think
1: there's a, a number of different things you can apply to this. I think the you know job roles and the number that there now are has increased because i think people have more aspirations to Mm. um move up that ladder within their careers and this gives potentially firms um you know a structure
0: yeah and actually i mean i will just interject there Stu, and i think that's really important and actually to be you know those firms should be massively commended in that there is a career structure and a career ladder and people can progress and progress to sort of known stages within their organisation but yeah. I still come back to that point known within your organisation yeah I
1: mean we have secretaries we have assistants um, and then we have conveyancing and executives um, which are on the par with maybe licensed conveyancers, solicitors in terms of the job role that they, they all do so we have kind of a three uh, step kind of process I suppose that people can work their way up mm. um, but You know there's there's a lot more of this in other firms now where you can even have departments and people that specialize just in searches or mortgages yes Um, I don't like it because it kind of you know skill set wise you haven't got the whole package and surely you need to know about a bit more than just searches Mm. if you're convincing but from a business point of view uh, I can totally understand why it's an easy win because you can train somebody up on one subject matter a lot quicker than training somebody to cover a multitude yeah uh, but i also
0: and i think what's and i'm you know i'd be genuine genuinely interested to know and i'm probably displaying my you know terrible ignorance here but what concerns me about that level of fragmentation is that level of fragmentation across one transaction Mm -hmm. i mean so for example one of the things the cqs changes uh, have that's has recently been introduced to the um, core practice management standards is that, for example, and this is just one example, but what firms now have to do or CQS accredited firms have to do is have a sort of um, uh, a process whereby stamp duty land tax advice can be mm-hmm. essentially tracked across a transaction mm-hmm. um, and, and, and captured at different stages. And if the client's instructions or the information the firm has changes, that then the, yeah, resulting due duty land tax advice changes and that has to be monitored and tracked. So I just wonder how those sorts of things happen across this very fragmented process per file because you could have, I don't know, half a dozen people on a particular transaction, a particular file and, and how do and you... And the rest. Yeah, well, exactly. You could exactly. have somebody
1: giving a quote in new business yeah. from a new business department that then gets allocated to a conveyancing team, the different people within that team, you could have, or a lot of firms certainly have a, a pre completion department, mm. a post completion department. And well,
0: possible. and then you've got the sort of client care and getting the initial client care paperwork out. Onboarding. Um,
1: onboarding. I've heard oh, that, onboarding. that phrase. Um, Of course, you've got your compliance officer, your money laundering officer. Yeah. Don't forget those in the background Get as well. Yeah, contract
0: out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's probably what's 10, that's at
1: least 10, isn't it? <laughs> at least 10, yeah. And but
0: if there's a technical standard. problem on a file, how do you track that across the file?
1: Um, we we just do risk assessments at various stages of the transaction so it'll be highlighted on a risk assessment mm. um and then it gets put in a spreadsheet that we can all monitor and track it's um,
0: interesting though because what i find and what i see quite a lot in firms that i go into is that uh you know a lot of firms have you know very sophisticated case management systems
1: mm-hmm.
0: you'd be amazed at how many people don't use them
1: yeah no I, know, I will they, yeah, they yeah, spend yeah. an
0: enormous amount on this of kit course. that's yeah. supposed to do all that stuff yeah. But at the end of the day, it's the people using it yeah. uh, and they don't.
1: But it also depends on the firm, doesn't it? You know, if you have um, uh, a, like a, maybe an old fashioned high street firm that does a limited amount of conveyancing, that may have, may have a, a couple of conveyances, let's just say there, that have got 40 years of experience, they can do everything anyway. So they may not need that mm. that high level of protection. It's more where we have um, sort of less you know experienced staff at different stages of the matter that maybe we need that technical support i suppose
0: yeah and one on a slightly different point that again we were talking about our first year that i think is really interesting is this um one of the more traditional ways of differentiating just about everything in terms of people's role if not status was the use of the word trainee Mm. and and you've said that that's just become a bit of a become
1: a bit of a dirty word it's a taboo isn't it because i can see the logic you know would somebody that you know they're buying a house they're putting all their trust in you do they want to put their trust in a trainee um probably not is the honest answer um so so but then
0: how did you and i train i mean you know we it was a different era though we were allowed to deal with files and and i don't i
1: think the the first of you know for knowledge and communication is different now Mm. Uh, people can find out a lot more people in you know dare I say it the old days um they would trust okay. they would trust their lawyer a lot more maybe than than now. well that's true um they would you know hang off every word you said whereas now the the thirst for information is that they can seek that from elsewhere
0: well i think well you say that i mean i do think probably one of the most dangerous things that we can be confronted with is uh you know, a client that thinks they know a bit, of and uh, with, access to, clients and, do. Yeah, with yeah. access to Google, yeah, with access to Google, and they think they've got the answer, and actually, they're about to go and talk to the neighbour about the uh, yeah, of you know, about the right of way, and of course, um, may well then just completely cut off the opportunity yeah. to get indemnity insurance, in deputy insurance yeah, and, and have a yeah. way around that of issue of uh, and, and enable that transaction to proceed so i do think the gung-ho client with access to google is to be is dangerous yeah absolutely yeah. and I've, I've thought that for a long time i have to say yeah but um but yeah i think the uh, sort of issuing of the word trainee mm-hmm. has become quite um quite an interesting thing i hadn't really thought about it until, yeah. you,
1: until
0: but again, you said I think, it
1: i think maybe we used to have you know the, the term paralegal um, yeah you know was used in different contexts I think a lot of trainees used to be paralegals mm. for a period of time whereas now so um, that could be maybe a, an advanced assistant stage that could also be called a paralegal so I think some of these classifications don't have an exact defined no they do very... do they and they're, they're different per practice
0: and I think the thing is and probably one of the learning points for people with this vast vast array of job titles is if they are ever thinking about moving firms is actually you know when they are um, talking to a recruitment consultant when they are putting their cv out there when they are putting Mm -hmm. their information on social media and they're selling themselves on social media which of course good for them it's a brilliant thing for them to be doing but actually i don't my advice to them actually Mm. is don't sell yourself on your job title because Nobody looking at it now is no. going to know what that means in no, your firm. Right. What you need to be saying is, these are the things I can do. Yeah. This is the experience I've but got. I think from a,
1: an employer's perspective, when you interview staff, you should be asking them questions on, on various <laughs> subject matters anyway.
0: Yeah, you absolutely should. But I think there's a couple of points, isn't there? Because... I think it can actually be really, really unsettling for somebody to go to an interview who hasn't thought about that, who gets a whole load of questions on stuff they don't know anything about, Mm -hmm. that perhaps an employer might have a perception that they should know about. So that could be pretty demoralising. And also, frankly, the other side of the coin for employers is, you know, you don't want to be wasting the time. And I mean that with no disrespect to anybody, but you don't actually want to be wasting the time on people that don't have the skill set that you need. And if you are just going on this array of job titles. I mean, funnily enough. You talk
1: about this. There are firms out there that have um, staff within their offices that deal with recruitment, solely recruitment. Um, You know, the market's at that point now where staff are so precious that you know people have recruitment specialists within their practice yeah well,
0: i guess if they're you know big enough or dare i say yeah. the churn is such that it's easier to actually <laughs> yeah. pay someone to do it than use yeah. of recruitment consultants that's yeah. the other thing of course yeah. isn't it you know across a year yeah. i can see that rather than paying yeah, x exactly. percent of the yeah, salary yeah. Yeah. to uh, to recruit for yeah. somebody who's going to leave in three months i can completely yeah. understand go, go back
1: to your point about fragmentation the counter argument though is that is it fragmented to the client at the end of the day the client wants to get from a to b as quickly and as simply as possible and if you have different departments dealing with different aspects of that transaction you know we were saying before weren't we that you know if you had somebody that solely deals in mortgages and searches if they go on holiday for a week wouldn't be the end of the world potentially on certain transactions to to leave that for a week yeah whereas if you have somebody that's you know covers just about everything they go on holiday for a week you know it can, can you know, cause a nightmare and it can legitimately delay things.
0: Yeah, well, of course you get a locum like me then, Stuart. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I do, you, I mean, you've absolutely got a point there, but that that then, and I think everybody would say, that must then come down to um, communication and mm-hmm. expectation. It's what the client expects. Yeah. If the client can ring up or email and get the information that they want, I actually, these days, don't think they mind too, too much that Relative they get it from. Yeah. However, if they ring up or email and they can't get it, they can't get to a named person yeah. or whoever they've ended up with just hasn't got yeah. the information they want that's where the conflict can come and the yeah. difficulty and the complaints and all the a lot rest of, of it. your
1: work providers they want a contact don't they they yeah. want somebody that knows the answer to all their questions but i'm not sure uh, i'm not sure from the client's perspective how much of a a big issue that would be if things are moving in the right direction because of course if they are then maybe they don't need to call and find
0: well, that person and give them that answer another issue on communication Mm. but i think i mean i still think there's a there's a reasonable strata of clients out there that do like and want the personal service um and 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 rightly so uh but equally i think there's another another level of clients coming up that just have a completely different outlook a completely different expectation Mm. um but also one of the and maybe as a closing point i mean one of the things again i would perhaps encourage people with these job titles to think about is um I think it's great for them to be able to put on social media that they've been promoted to Rolex, whatever that may be. But actually, funnily enough, again, if they are trying to sort of market themselves or their services, they could be putting themselves into too much for pigeonhole.
1: Most definitely. Because
0: if somebody who's a probate conveyancing specialist, well, loads of firms won't do you know, probate probate work. Or if you're a new build specialist, um, lots of firms don't touch new build. That's right. So, you know, transfers of equity. Well, some firms would say, well, we only do... half a dozen a year or whatever um actually you're pigeonholing yourself too much yeah and you know and you might have a a much wider range of skills and experience than your job title actually
1: i always think if you do the same thing all the time it must become boring too yeah so from that perspective you know you'd want to cover as much as possible oh i don't
0: know i I don't know i quite like i quite like the idea of just thinking oh yeah i'll just look at them
1: yeah yeah people don't do shared ownership no commercial uh, new build mm. so you can throw all that at a higher level into the next
0: yeah absolutely well I think there's a fair bit in there for um uh, people to think about Stu um I have to say so uh thanks for that so I think probably um so
1: what's your job title mine what, now what do we call you these days
0: oh uh, well it's obviously MD
1: MD oh, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no I just stick to uh, I stick to solicitor that's basically right, okay. what I've always been I was a partner for a few years um, uh, you know, but again, well, I maybe just before we jump off this discussion, because we did, again, talk about it briefly off air. I thought it was going
1: to be MD, author. Uh,
0: yeah, all around, uh, all celebrity, all around star. All, yeah, something like that. YouTube yeah, star. star.
1: Dog trainer. There's <laughs> all these different things. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm all of the above. I think I'd typically prefer not to say, <laughs> right, to be okay. honest with you. But the, the use of the term associate. Yeah. Because for you, it means something quite different within your firm to me. Yeah. Because to me, an associate quite often, and I'm not necessarily always in sort of, you know, more traditional firms, but it's often a a stepping stone for somebody who is qualified. So a solicitor will be, probably be trainee solicitor, they'll qualify and become solicitor. An associate might be the stepping stone to becoming partner. So it's yeah. that middle it's that middle bit of the career yeah. progression. Yeah. That's what I would think associate means.
1: But yeah, we're, we're slightly different. different. We would class it um, as uh, a convincing associate would be uh, a fee earner, case handler, whatever you want to define mm. that as now um, with less experience than maybe a convincing executive who would have a bit more experience. Yeah, you see, to me, that yeah. would be
0: completely the other way around, <laughs> completely the there other way around. Then. So but I suppose one of these sort of uh, you know overarching conduct points, I guess we need to be a bit yeah. pompous and make is Whatever we do we shouldn't be holding out our staff course, to, to have they not to be something they're not I think and that's clearly the big professional yeah, conduct issue for the, f- for the firm isn't it but um, but I just think you know probably best advice for people with these job titles is to actually think what is that saying to to other people out there what is that saying to potential mm-hmm. employers because I think it's brilliant when people have career progression and I absolutely applaud firms that that, that support their staff in that way. I think it can, could have a negative mm. effect when people are outside looking yeah. in, really.
1: Most definitely. But
0: that's Most my definitely. thought for the day. <laughs> and uh, and what do you call yourself?
1: Um, I can think of uh, So can I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, what do the clients call me or others? <laughs> yeah, everybody yeah. else. Um, Licensed convincer. Yeah, see? Partner.
0: Partner. All round nice good. Egg.
1: Well, yeah, something like that. Star.
0: Yeah. Something superstar. Star. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's modest. Greyhound <laughs> superstar. Fisherman.
1: Because
0: <Something> like <laughs> actually, we did, right we, at the very beginning, we did a chat about. The things about us and the things that we like, didn't we? So if people want to learn a little bit more about us, they can uh, look back. Yeah, look back through eighty odd videos and, uh, <laughs> and find that one. Well, Stu, that's I think hopefully an interesting yeah. chat for people. Given a few uh, a few thoughts uh, thoughts for the day. Oh, and I will just conclude though with probably two of my favourites, if I may. Go on then. Get um, me with those elevated remortgage case handler. I didn't know whether that just meant they were just you know sitting on a bar stool instead of a chair. <laughs>
1: Elevated, elevated remortgage. Yes. I wonder yes. what the difference between normal remortgages and an elevated yes. remortgage is.
0: Uh, but probably my favourite is Pod Leader.
1: Yeah, Pod Leader. You mentioned this one before. I'm not yeah. quite sure about that one.
0: But I think, providing. Pod leader.
1: providing group, leader.
0: Yeah, group Leader.
1: Group Leader. I don't
0: know. Providing we don't end up having Chief Happiness Officer, Yeah. I think we'll be alright, won't we? Yeah,
1: maybe, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> alright, Stu, well, I'm no at Thanks all for right that. Take Cheers. Care. See ya.